Well, welcome church. It's great to spend this morning with you again. What a year 2020 has been. We want to look at this year and uh, just sort of unpack a little bit, but it has been a year that has been very unusual, difficult, unpleasant, surprising. Uh, It's just been a year that for many are going to be glad to see the end of. Uh, But if I think about this year in terms of how we as a uh, community or as a nation uh, responded uh, to it, uh, I would put it this way. This is just my own personal summary. Uh, We come around January, we hear there's this thing called COVID, but uh, it's really no big deal. Then by March, it's like a really big deal. We need to like close the borders and we go into serious lockdown. Then we come out of lockdown and uh, people feel, okay, so uh, we didn't actually eradicate it, but we need to get our lives back together. Then by the summer, it's like, well, you know, it wasn't really that bad. I I, I don't know that many people that have got COVID. Uh, You know, only very sickly people are dying. Then we fast forward a little bit more and we get into the fall. And it's like, oh my gosh, we've got to get kids back in school. This is going to be a problem. We're going to be indoors again. And so we do that and uh, it, things start unraveling. Then we do uh, late fall coming to Thanksgiving. And it's like, okay, we now have a major problem. And now the people's reaction is, man, the government's got to do something. I mean, people are dying. I mean, this is serious and uh, it's everywhere. Oh, it's been exhausting. But now it seems like we missed the opportunity in the summer to knock this thing out. And now our only hope is that the, everybody gets vaccinated and we can get this under control. So it, it's just been a, a tough year. But let me just pray. Uh, Jesus, we just pray uh, right now that you would speak to us, Lord, because you are sovereign. And uh, you allow us to go through years that are difficult. You allow difficulty in our lives. But Lord, what we want is to be connected to you, to get some perspective of where you are during these difficult times. And so Lord, I just pray as we uh, share Liz and I today that uh, your power would be on this message and you would give hope and encouragement to people. So we just lift this up in your name, Jesus. Uh, I've titled this message, A Year in Review with God, but being reminded that God is sovereign. You're right, Rob. It's definitely been a different year and a good year to reflect on the sovereignty of God. For me, it's been a... uh, an interesting year, let's put it that way. Um, my stage of life is um, allowing me not to have the craziness of kids at home, etc., etc. Um, but when I think back on this year, there's a scripture that I'm reminded of, and it's in Psalm 37, verse 23. It says, The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. And for me, during this year, I've really realized that God knows every detail of of my life. So um, I had planned to do a uh, course with a counselor this year to kind of reflect on who God made me to be. How do I connect with God? How do I connect with other people? 
um, trying to work more on this. And it's very interesting because uh, I was furloughed from work uh, because of the COVID vaccine, uh, the COVID disaster that we have. And wouldn't you know, that gave me all this time to reflect on myself and how God made me. It was an incredibly powerful time. And two of the things that have come for me reflecting back on this year, one is reflecting on my situation and what God is doing in my life. And the other one is prepare. Because there's going to be so many things coming up that we don't, I don't know what they are. And I felt the Lord saying to me, use this time to prepare for what is coming because he knows every step of my life. He knows everything that's coming before me. And so for me, although it's been a very difficult year with all kinds of crazy things changing and canceling and happening, it's been a, a good year in terms of being able to be grateful and thankful for what God has done and the opportunities he's given me to reflect and to prepare. What about you, Rob? Well, when I think back on this year and, and how I would describe it, I think the word which comes up most frequently in my mind is pivoting. I've heard this word so many times. I feel like we've pivoted so many times. I feel like we've pivoted and pivoted and pivoted and we've just gone like 360 degrees of pivoting. I, I actually don't like this word anymore. I, I, I don't want to ever use this word anymore. I, pivoting has just become <laughs> a not nice word. Uh, but I would say, uh, you know, with every pivot, it, it's emotionally um, uh, challenging because you're having to rethink, okay, what does this mean? And so it's been an emotionally busy year trying to figure out uh, what does this mean for the church? What does this mean for me? What, is this, what does this mean for others that are, are working at, here in the church? What does this mean for our community? So I think it's been a year of trying to find joy in discomfort. Mm. And I think, again, it, it's pushing me back to, you know, God is sovereign. None of this caught God by surprise. And uh, I, I think we need to just think this through a little bit. I mean, I see God changing things in my life. Mm -hmm. I see God changing things in our church's life. I think God is changing things in the life of the church worldwide, like forever. I think we're going to do things differently after uh, COVID. So, yeah... It's been a difficult kind of a year. So, Rob, what do you think about um, the changes that are taking place uh, within the church itself, locally? Yeah, I think uh, the pivoting, the changes within our own church and, uh, you know, from a church standpoint uh, is what, what are we focusing on? What is the, the core of, of this year? Yeah. And, and I would say one of the things that we've really uh, had to think hard about is how do we do community? What does church life, what does church community look like? Uh, because being isolated or being separated is a huge challenge to being unified. And how do we do life as a church? That's the core, it's a core value of us as a church. And the, the Bible has just so many one another commands. 
I mean, the most obvious would be love one another. But how do you love one another if you aren't with one another? Yeah. How do you do that in, in, with distance? And so I think all these relational commands in the Bible of how we're supposed to function and support and encourage each other are challenging. For instance, Romans 8:13:8 uh, 8 says this, Owe nothing to anyone except your obligation to love one another. If you love your neighbor, you will fulfill the requirements of the law. Love one another. But can we and do we and how can we love one another when we're not always getting together? Right. And then if we do get together, how can we love one another by doing it safely? No hugging. <laughs> no kissing. Don't like that part. <laughs> Galatians 5.13 says this, Use your freedom to serve one another. I mean, do we just like for a year just not serve one another because everything's awkward or is this a chance where we can serve one another even more so because we have totally different needs which I think we have done uh, creative be, being creative and I think our church has done good things yeah. with with serving one another in unusual ways yeah Ephesians 4:32 says this be kind to each other tender-hearted forgiving one another I mean, these are all community things. So when we don't have community, we don't have people being kind to us and being tender-hearted. We, we miss out on stuff. Uh, Hebrews 10.34, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Yeah. In other words, we get together and we say, well, how can we help somebody? We, we brainstorm, but we want to moti- motivate each other to do good things, kind things, good works for others. And it's more challenging when we're not together in community. Have to do it over Zoom. Yeah, we have to do it over Zoom. And I think, if anything, Zoom is one of the things that we've learned, hey, this can actually work. Uh, There's some things which are actually better on Zoom. I mean, we've realized that small groups can be done on Zoom. And people that live far away can actually participate. Uh, we know yeah, that because they couldn't drive to our house, but they can zoom to our house, and which is great. Meetings are shorter, <laughs> which most people like. <laughs> now, of course, there's plenty of downside of Zoom. We get a little Zoom fatigue. We get it. Yeah. But I think Zoom has changed the way we do community. We can do real community with Zoom. Uh, it's different. It's different. But it works. But it can be real and it can be meaningful. Yeah. So, you know, the last uh, scripture I'd say on the one another commands would be 1 Peter 4.10. God has given each of you a gift. Use them well to serve one another. Yeah. And I think this is a challenge. This can't be a year in the next several months before we're out of COVID of not using the gifts God has given us. And it's to serve one another. So uh, we need to do that. But it's not just community that um, we've had to rethink and uh, and what do we really value? We also value unity. Yeah. And unity, this has really been challenging. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes when we communicating not face to face, we say we can say things that are way more harsh or polarized, or you know, people can use pseudo names and be online and just dump whatever they want to say. 
And so the rhetoric has been so elevated, it's so um, uncomfortable. Politically, I'm talking about uh, primarily. And so we've got huge divides. And uh, I, I think the political challenge of this year has just been unprecedented. Yeah. Uh, but it's not just politically. We, as we've said in the past, it's uh, social justice issues have all surfaced at the same time. And, and of course, one of these items in and of itself would be challenging on, from a church community. Like how do we unpackage it and how do we love people and how do we hear opposite points of view and how do we uh, figure out how we can serve our community and help those that are marginalized or disenfranchised how do we do this? How can we make an active difference? Yeah, being unified, even although we don't necessarily always think the same. Right. But or we can still be unified. Or don't even prioritize yeah. these things th in the same order. It's really tricky. But again, you know, God is sovereign. And so while we think, okay, we configure this out or we have division with, with our thinking, with politics or with uh, social issues, God is sovereign. And God says this in Isaiah 41.4, who has done such mighty deeds, summoning each new generation from the beginning of time? It is I, the Lord, the first and the last. I alone am He. What God is saying is, He will get it done. Yeah. He wants to use us, but God will get it done. And if the old generation doesn't get it done, He'll summon a new generation to get it done. But God is in control, and we need to be looking for that, or we need to be finding comfort in that, that God, we can live our lives as righteously as we know how, but it's really up to you to help us sort out the bigger issues of the, of the country and of our community. So, yeah, we value uh, community, we value unity, but we also value caring for our community, yeah. for those who have food insecurity. And, uh, you know, I just think we've, again, come up with creative ideas, you know, hats off to Sarah uh, and Dasha. And Dasha the whole team that have been working with them. Yeah, I, I, I think they've done a good job with this. Yeah. Uh, you know, Dasha's had years of just wanting to help uh, those that are, you know, marginalized or have food insecurity. And, and I think we've done a great job. And, uh, you know, we haven't solved the problem, but we've added, we, we created some solution to a bigger problem. Uh, and I think the response for the church for the Turkey outreach was just fantastic. It was fantastic, you know, for the number of people that volunteered, the number of families we impacted, uh, and financially, you know. So, uh, yeah, I think we do value... Good sense of community. Community. Right? Yeah. Liz, can you talk more about uh, others in our community who have had a, a challenging year? Yeah, you know, I, I uh, was saying at the beginning how my stage of life has, was helpful to me in terms of I didn't have kids at home, etc. But so many of the families that I know at church and at work and just around have had a very different year. Um, everybody's had to pivot, as you were saying. Uh, suddenly, uh, moms become teachers and dads have to work at home and um, your house becomes too small. Um, there's people who had to take care of elderly parents from a distance and weren't able to visit with them. So there's so many things in so many people's lives that um, has changed and they've had to adjust and do things differently. 
Um, then there's another component that I have seen is people who have been working through this. I was furloughed. A lot of people weren't, and they have been working like crazy. The nurses, the doctors, all the essential workers, people who had to go out when the rest of us were told to stay home, people who weren't able to take the vacation or the breaks that they needed and now are just exhausted. And so I see this all around me. I see people, their roles are changing. They're tired. They don't know what to do. But it makes me think about what you've just been saying about the community and the church and the resources and how God is in charge and God is sovereign. And when I think about that scripture I was reading, God knows every detail. I think that it's helpful for us to reflect on where we're at, the good, the bad, the ugly. In the midst of it, there are some things that have changed that are good. A lot of people are realizing spending time with their kids, they're learning things they didn't know. They're realizing that, you know, when COVID brings us back to what we think is normal, we don't want to bring back things that we had before because we realize that some of the changes that have happened have been good. So I think that for us as a community, as a church community, to look at where we're at, what has God been saying to each of us as families, as individuals? We've already been looking at what God is telling us as a church and how to change and pivot and do things differently. And I think the gift that God has given us of the church and the community is one way that will help us get through this. If you know someone who is struggling with something that you may not be struggling with or you found a way through it, let's reach out to everyone in our church. Um, one of the things that I've had to do is um, really focus in on what gives me joy, and one of those is cards. And so I started sending out cards to people because, pretty selfish, it gave me joy. But I think if you've got a way of reaching out to people, do that. Do what God's given you to do and help share this comfort and compassion and knowledge that God is in charge. And even although it seems like things are crazy and out of control, God knows your steps. He knows what's come. He knows what's coming. And we as a community can rally together and, and really just help to do that. So I think from a community point of view, this is how we see God is sovereign and in charge. But what about you, Rob, what about that sovereign plan for God well, th in a bigger way? I think the sovereignty of God is important for us to grasp <clears throat> and to process because God is in charge and God is in control. God is all-powerful and all-knowing. God is faithful and merciful. God is ever-present. Yeah. These are all attributes of God. And when we uh, go through a, a crisis or a difficulty, often we start questioning God. We start, where are you, God? Or worse, God, why didn't you do it this way? Or I would expect you, God, to do this because you're all-powerful, all-knowledgeable, no, all uh, full of mercy. But one of the attributes that I want to press into on the sovereignty of God is God is love. Yeah. But in all of these things... Let us not forget that God is large and in charge. Yeah. And uh, we are made in God's image. And we don't want to make the mistake where we start creating God in our own image. And what I mean by that is, we don't start saying, well, God, if you really 
who you are, you should do this, or a loving God would do this, or an all-powerful God would do this. We're not God. God has got this. He's in control. Our part is to understand how God works and how He loves us and is there for for us, even in times like this. Uh, Look at the scripture in Daniel 4.35. It says this, To all the people of the earth, all the people of the earth are nothing compared to Him. He, God, does as He pleases among the angels of heaven and among the people of the earth. No one can stop Him or say to Him, What do you mean by doing these things? God is in charge. We shouldn't be questioning Him and how He's in charge. But because God is love, we are reminded in 1 John 4.16, we know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in His love. God is love. And all who live in love live in God. And God lives in them. Or 1 John 4 8 says it more succinctly this way, but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. I I would say one of my uh, favorite scriptures, uh, and one that really wraps us up for me, and I think is hugely applicable for this time that we find ourselves in, is Romans 8.35. Listen to this carefully as I read it. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean He no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? Or let me just add, or have to deal with COVID and all the consequences. God is still in charge and He still loves us. Friends, as we just uh, close out this year and close out this message, uh, let me just... uh, share this last scripture with you. Uh, We really want to draw near to Jesus and we really want to give Jesus a a truly heartfelt position. It says this in Matthew 6.33, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and He will give you everything you need. Friends, we can do this whether it's COVID or not. Seek the kingdom of God. Live righteously. And then let God do what God can do as a sovereign God. He will make it work out. Folks, I just want to pray a blessing uh, on you as we close out. Jesus, I just uh, pray for all the difficulties that's happened this past year. I just pray for the ability to process that and to let go of that. And Lord, we just desire to to be filled with your joy and your hope. Mm. And Lord, the fact that you are in control and Lord, that it will work out yeah. uh, if we just follow you. Yeah. So Lord, I just pray for peace for your people. Yeah. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen.